Empire. Neil back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took his in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up, guys? We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vazana, and as always, my brother Noel. Real quick, we want to thank Heco Sticks for sponsoring the show. It's spelled H E C O S T I X. Go to HecoSticks.com to see all of the videos and testimonials on the product. When you get there, use our promo code Beltway Bros at checkout to receive 10% off your entire order. Again, that promo code is Beltway Bros. Hey, Noel, how's your week been going after a big Washington football team win? Oh, yeah. Put me in a good mood. Usually it's my fantasy team wins and Washington gets their ass kicked. This time it was the other way around, so it's a learning experience. Why can't I just have both? Well, that's not how this world works. You know that. I did win my pool, though. I did oh, win my pool. Oh. Um, Tennessee won the final, won the game, even mm. though they did everything they possibly could to lose that game. They hit a field goal with 17 seconds left to win, so it bought my buy-in. It's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So, yes, two out of three ain't bad. And then all three NFC's teams lost. Yes. Put a little cherry on top there, Yeah. You know? Division leaders, man. <laughs> For one week, at least. Couldn't have yeah. gone any better. Yeah. I was listening to uh, a podcast, you know, my favorite. Actually, Cooley's back, by the way, with Kevin Sheehan. Pretty excited about that. Oh, God. Now I get to be hired about that every single day. <laughs> Who was it after Cooley left? No one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, your deity's back. It's Cooley or nothing. But This is what got him into the business, everyone. No, actually, my hatred for everyone else. Got oh, that's true. Business. Right, right. <laughs> no, he said that I think the stat was 25% of teams that win the first game go to the playoffs and 75% don't. It's kind of <sighs> crazy. Anyway. Yeah. Good one. Good stat there. You wouldn't think it'd be that low. Pitchers that play on Thursday have an, that have an ERA under three will win in sunlight that is at 6 p.m. Not quite, but it's no. One, no, it's 75%. Don't go to the playoffs, but okay. Uh, I, I have nothing else included in that. <laughs> anyway, let me get through this real quick. Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook group. Just search Beltway Sports Bros. And you can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com and check out my articles on there. One last thing, if you are listening to this show right now, why not just take the next step and uh, hit subscribe or follow so you don't have to miss a single episode going forward. All right. Hey, even though we are in football season, let's start with some hockey news. What's that? Oh, the NHL, National oh, Hockey League. Oh, that ice thing. Yeah, the <laughs> very relatable sport. The Caps named Peter Laviolette head coach on Tuesday for what looks to be a three-year deal. Not 100% there yet, but... LaViolette is the 16th in all-time wins in his 18 years as a head coach. Not bad. He also won a Stanley Cup in 2006 with the Hurricanes and led the Flyers and Predators to Stanley Cup appearances. And he was most recently with the Nashville Predators for the last five and a half seasons. So that's uh, that's something. No, he's got a little resume. Yeah. Hey, I think it's a uh, it's a good signing, especially with the veteran club that they have. 
I think that his style is and what his MO is, is that he comes in and usually the teams that he takes over get a quick jolt and they're usually pretty good right off the bat. He's kind of like one of those shooting stars, though that after a season or two or three kind of fade off. Maybe they the locker room becomes deaf to him. I don't know. He is really a player's coach. Um, the guys love to play for him, but sometimes that can be a positive and a negative. But I definitely get will give the veterans a jolt initially. And with the older team that they have, I really believe that this is kind of a perfect situation where it can be a two- to three-year time frame. That's all they really got, if that. Yeah. So. I can't believe we're, we're talking about the Cavs as being old now. Remember they were like the young guns for years? I know, and now... that's crazy, huh? Time flies, man. Really I does. used to be a young gun at one point. That's, that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, moving on to the Big Ten, you may have heard the Big Ten Conference presidents voted on Tuesday to reverse their original decision not to play in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. We haven't talked about it here, but there was a ton of backlash against them for canceling the season. You know, they've been sued, coaches, parents, even Trump. Imagine that. He got involved. We're trashing the conference leaders. It's expected the Big Ten will start their eight-game schedule, which will be an abridged schedule, obviously, as soon as middle of October. So congrats, Terps fans. Yeah, you're going to get a season. Let's do it, man. (laughs) Because the projection was very high. Hey, they got some good recruits, but yeah, they did. They're going to be garbage again. Just hope they can beat the three wins, and that might not happen because they're playing less games. Yeah, less chances there. I'm happy that it's back. I just think that they started to see over the weekend some of these other games and started to get the itch and said, "Why can't we do this?" And that's pretty much what happened here. I don't think it's any pressure from anybody else or anything. It's kind of like when they open a a new roller coaster Mm. at an amusement park. You don't want to be the first guy on that thing. You want to let it run for a few times. Make sure somebody is one of the rails or a person doesn't die on it first. I'm not going to be the guinea pig. So they made a good move. And I think now they're in there. And like you said, they're going to have an abbreviated schedule. And they're just strictly going to have conference games. Yeah, I guess good that they're coming back. I, I do think it, a lot of it had to do with the pressure, though, too. Yeah, they did see the other conferences play this weekend and everything. But there was a lot of shit going on to the point where they're getting sued. Because, I mean, it does cost these people a lot of money. You know, you businesses know, fuck around. them. Well, I'm just saying. And, and even that. That's fine. It, we all knew that this was about money anyway. Well, it's, always it's not money. a matter of that. I mean, that's not a big shocker that they would feel pressure to come back. The real question is is whether you're going to be able to have the product on the field or not. And when they saw the product on the field this weekend, they said, okay, this is feasible. And that's what I feel happy. I'm proud of the Big Ten. I really am. I'm happy that they stuck to their guns. They saw where things were going. And now they feel that they have options. And they've done their homework. And now they're ready to open up. They didn't buy into this bullshit about... The normalcy of things. We've got to get back to normalcy. They lost a lot of money, and, they, and they're going to uh, rebound from it for better or worse. Well, Ohio State was one of those teams. They were the first one that said, well, I think of they course. Were, yeah, right. They were probably the ironic perfect. thing enough is the bigger teams ain't going to lose shit. I mean, it's these smaller clubs that are going to lose out um, and these smaller conferences that don't play. Ohio State will be just fine. You know, the Alabamas, the Ohio State's Michigans of the world, yes, they're going to lose money, but they'll be all right. No, but I think the big argument is that a team like Ohio State, their football, you know, funds the rest of their sports. So it's it's not just the football team that's affected by it. It's everybody. And so, I mean, every every other sport loses money. 
And a lot of these mid-market teams as well, they lose a ton of money just on football alone. So anyway. Oh, no. The field hockey team doesn't get able to be funded for a season. So freaking what? Nobody's playing. It's not like they said, we're only going to play football and nothing else. No, I know. Okay. I mean, sorry. You know, there's there's kind of a thing going on here that um, is a little bit more important than sports. And like I said, now they've seen that it's feasible in internationally, in soccer or pro football, basketball, whatever it is. And in their own sport in college football, they've seen that it's feasible. And yes, now we can start cracking the door open a little bit. No, I think they handled it perfectly. No, I, no, I don't agree that they didn't. But I'm saying that it also, these big programs fund the school as well. Not just the other. Uh, oh yeah, program. Ohio they State did. was going to go under from one season of not having the, football. Matt, these, these schools have cut down a lot because of that. Good, everybody has join the fucking club. Sad to say, but Noel and I are getting old, and we've been looking for ways to sharpen our hand-eye coordination, reaction speed, but I also like to throw something around outside with our kids once in a while. Then we found this product, Hico Sticks. Hico Sticks has three prongs, three colors. Throw it, call the color, and catch the color. Simple, right? It's way harder than it looks, and there are so many ways to increase the difficulty that challenges even the best athletes. For example, Odell Beckham, Alvin Kamara, Joe Burrow, just to name a few. They use it to take their training to the next level. So Hiko Sticks is the winner of the Men's Health Award. Even though it's already being used across all major pro sports and college programs, doesn't mean it's just for the elite. It also has the national standard for K-12 physical education curriculum. With so many shutdowns and gyms closing, Hico Sticks is the perfect tool to add to your home workout. Or you can just make it a fun competition with your family, you know, while you're sitting at home. You can go to HicoSticks.com for more details. When you order, don't forget to use our promo code, Beltway Bros, and get 10% off your entire order. Catch Hico Sticks today. Moving on to the Wizards. So, you may have heard of him. Wiz point guard John Wall had an, had an interesting situation this weekend. He he had an issue an apology over the weekend after there was a video showing him throwing up gang signs at a party in New York City. Wall said, quote, First and foremost, I want to apologize to my family, my teammates, and all of those that have always supported me. I made a mistake, something I regret. I will continue to work hard to be better on the court and, more importantly, off the court. End quote. Come on. What's this guy fucking doing? Who cares what he's doing? But here's the thing. It's just stupid for him to do it. He was, he was making such headway. I know. You know, he, he was getting credible. He was announcing games, you know, for quarters and stuff. Mother just passed away. He had it all. It was finally he had gotten out of this part of himself, you know, and, and then boom. But you know what? The guy was at a party. He looked like he was bombed out of his mind, drunk off his ass, high off his ass, whatever he was, and he made some stupid gestures. He's done it on the court. Oh, I know he has. I'm sick of people apologizing for shit. I am. He's not sorry about it, no. and that's okay. I'm fine with it. It was just a stupid move because he had so much momentum built up about his positive, his charities in the in the D.C. community. Everything else was such on the up and up. And then he does some stupid shit like this. Me personally, I'm not holding it against him at all. I don't give a shit either way. But, dude, 
you're a pro basketball player. You know, he had two guys, if you watch the video, with cell phones right in his face when he was doing it. One he was looking at, the other guy, one of his boys, had another cell phone going. So there's another video out there from a different angle. Yeah, he just can't do this stuff. I know you don't care, and I don't care, but I mean, it does, when you're drunk, and apparently he was intoxicated in some way. Yeah, he looked it. Yeah, he did. You know, your your true feelings come out, right? So I think that he was really... What feelings? I don't know. Like, why does he feel like he has to legitimize himself to, like, go back to the hood and show show his gang signs? I don't even know if he was in a gang back in the day, but... I know he wasn't in the bloods, that's no. for sure. <laughs> Whatever. I, I, people don't do dumb shit when you're drunk and, like, somebody comes up to you with a camera and you, like, stick your tongue out or do some weird shit like that or do a dumb face. I mean, people do that shit. So that's a version of like the duck face is to do a gang sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. <laughs> One of my uh, coworkers actually went to school with John Wall. Yeah. Interestingly enough. And he said that um, he got kicked off the basketball team in freshman year because the coach hated him that much. He was such a dickhead. And the guy... John Wall, I mean, he moved schools. And I just found it kind of interesting that and to be the way that he is and, you know, not personable at all, even in high school. I don't know. Kind of seems That's like totally did that. That makes no sense. No. All right. Well, I'm just saying I got so what, I got he, an inside from source his, from freshman year of high school. The guy's in his 30s now. Were you the same as you were as a freshman? I'm not saying he had times when he was a cocky asshole, and he probably still is. He's a pro basketball player. Most of them are. I got news for you. Your little heroes out there, kids, they're probably a dick, okay? And that's one of the big reasons why they made it to where they are, because they're assholes. And they're self-absorbed and they're narcissists. I got news for you. The Aaron Rodgers of the world are like these kids that go gaga. These guys are assholes. All right. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Even like the, the ones that prey on a day to day. Those guys are assholes, too. Oh, my you know? God. Spe totally off subject. Well, not really. But did you see Roethlisberger yesterday? Good Lord. The guy goes from raping to uh, praising his Lord and Savior after interviews. Man, he's really changed himself. Yeah. You know, allegedly, Matt. Allegedly. Sorry. That was a weird interview at the end. Really, Ben? He's a mess, too. Thanks for beating the Giants. Anyway, all right, moving on. <laughs> I went off on a little tangent there. No, but so, hold on. Getting back oh, to the sorry. Wall thing for just a sec. I mean, we could talk about Roethlisberger when Wall was a freshman in high school. I mean, we, we <laughs> could continue that route. Or No, well, I wanted to say, I know you had to say something, but to finish off what I was saying about my friend that I work with, he didn't make the team because the coach hated him that much. He actually recruited him over there, but he was such a dick to him. He said, you're not making this team. But what's so, your point? The point is that, that Zebras don't change their stripes. That's all I'm saying. What does you that just, have to him being a dick at a party, being drunk and, and, and throwing up gang signs with his boys and, put, and flicking off the camera because on a cell phone? Because he's been a punk since day one. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, he does charitable things and everything, but he is who he is. You haven't done dumb shit at a party? You haven't done shit when you've been drunk? I've spit on my friend's walls like Triple H once. Well, vodka, by the way. I mean, I house. came home one time and there was a huge fucking wall in, in our parents' house that you blamed <laughs> the dog on. I'm sure you were dead sober as a judge when that happened. That wasn't me. Oh, was it? It wasn't. No. You were sober when all this happened. You were the one, You were the guy cleaning up cups while everybody else was barfing in the corner make, making holes in the wall. Yeah, I was handing out Oh, you were like, hey, guys. You were putting, like, duvets down on the table. Like, um, could, could, could you use a coaster for that? 
Like, get the fuck out of here. The guy was drunk and stupid at a party and made a gang sign at a fucking, at his boy's cell phone. It's really not that big of a deal. No, and I agree. Everything, all the improvements that the guy has made and busted his ass from the Achilles, doing charitable work, going on the air on a regular basis and saying the right things. I'm not going to freaking cancel all that shit out over a 10 second freaking video that he took at a house party and, and start reflecting back on your insider bullshit about a freshman. No. I mean, this is ridiculous. I don't even know why you brought that up. I bring real insiders to the show and you bring a fucking guy that went to school with John Wallace, a freshman in high school and are trying to relate it. Horrible take. Uh, all Awful right. take. Well, I, I about- hope that gets edited. Keep the Lino <laughs> in and take that out. <laughs> no, but how about the fact that he got in Scott Brooks's face a couple years ago? He's not the greatest person, is all I'm saying. And this isn't the explanation for why he did the gang sign. I'm just saying, completely disrespected Scott Brooks. And Scott Brooks sucks, but I'm just saying, a player shouldn't do that to a coach. Oh, yeah. A player should... Can we move on? This is ridiculous. Fine. All right, to end the show... A really inspirational story. We didn't cover on the last show, but Washington head coach Ron Rivera was given a planned IV during halftime of the Eagles game due to his cancer treatment. As you can imagine, the treatments put him in a weakened state, so he needed the extra fluids, apparently, to be able to finish the game. Something I thought was pretty cool, Rivera asked Dwayne Haskins to handle making a speech to the team in his absence, and which apparently it got a little crazy in the locker room. And, you know, the rest, Washington went on to score 27 unanswered points on Sunday. You sent me this text on Sunday, you know, about uh, the tweet or whatever with yeah. with that. It was it's like, damn, that's that's incredible. And I think the rest of the team probably didn't know about it. He seems like a guy that wouldn't broadcast that to the team that I'm going to get an IV. I, I would assume that he just kind of like tapped well, Haskins on the shoulder and said, hey, I want you to do this for me. And Haskins probably said it. And then, you know, the place went ballistic. And then they, you know. Did, would you think the team thought he was taking a long shit? No. For the 15 but, minutes during halftime? Like, hey, where's the head coach at? Like, everybody's like, oh, hey, Haskins is taking. Hey, Haskins, I gotta no. go take a dump. Like, what are you no. talking about? Like, are you on something today? No, like, are I'm... you on something? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm right. not throwing up. Are, gang are you the one throwing up gang signs right now? <laughs> no, I'm saying that he didn't say, hey guys, I'm going to do an IV. He told Haskins that. Obviously, your ears aren't working. He told Haskins that. Haskins relayed the message, and I think that motivated them to annihilate the Eagles in the second half. I think it had a big portion of it. No, absolutely. I've said it on other episodes that we've done. If you can't get inspired by that, then I don't know. You're dead. That's all there is to it. The guy's been going into treatment, coming to practice, busting his ass. If you didn't know that he was going through treatments when he was on the sideline or in the locker room after the game, you would have had no idea. I mean, the guy's a soldier, man. And um, if these guys can't be inspired by that, and then Haskins coming out, I don't know what he said at the speech. It's a pretty easy one to give, I can tell you that much. If you can't get fired up off of that, knowing that your your head coach is a room away, and he's getting an IV because of the treatment that he's on, and that can't inspire you, then, like I said, I, I don't know what can. But I think it's cool that he, instead of like getting Del Rio to say something or whatever, he actually no, absolutely. Asked I think that he empowered him to do that. I think that probably made it more effective that way. You know, even though Haskins was playing like shit, they still had a chance. They came was a score seventeen seven at that point, and really getting their asses handed to him. Even though the score was only down by ten, but it had to have something to do with the way that they played. I mean, that defensive line looked like they they were at John Wall's party in a pile of coke or something because oh yeah, there was, was coke there too. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, they were they were doing coke angels. They came out like they were on heroin because they came out with no inspiration at all. I mean, they, I, if they were doing lines, they would have come out a little bit more hyped up than they did. Well, maybe they did heroin before, oh, and then, and then I they see. did coke. Can we at move half-time. on, please. <laughs> Look, this is going to be something that this team is going to have to work through, and I think they did a hell of a job. There's going to be highs and there's going to be lows, and I think they want to live up to what Rivera is trying to bring. I think they were trying to do that anyway. And yeah. listen to that locker room speech that he gave. You know, he was fired up. I hadn't heard the guy cuss before. It was good for him. You didn't watch the Panthers thing? He was cussing all the time. And then with the, uh, no. the Amazon, you should watch those. They're fucking beasts. I think you'd have a lot more respect for him if you actually watched those. Yeah. Well, in this case, I mean, I think that he gave a very humbling speech at the end. And the team was so excited. He wanted to give him that moment. And he just stayed the course and stayed on that even keel, which is good. But I think these guys really want to play for him. This totally adds to that. And you could see it written all over their faces. They were like schoolboys in that locker room, man. This is a relatable situation, right? I mean, it's one thing to say like, oh, he's got to go get cancer treatment five times a week and all that. You know, you, but you don't see it. Knowing that he had to get an IV at halftime just to get through the second half. I think that's the difference, you know what I mean? And that's what, literally, you know how they always say, run through a wall for Rivera. I could tell you that defensive line came out inspired. You can come out inspired all you want to, but it's not like football is a different animal where you need all the things to kind of fit into place in order for that to happen. You can't just have this sense of urgency. It's not like basketball where you can all of a sudden start to press a little bit and be quicker defensively and do things like that. You need a lot of pieces to fall into place. And um, I think the defense, like we said, I mean, what else can you say? They played inspired football. They played like they were wanted to go out there and kill someone after the half right. was over. The other guys, I mean, they just – they played the game. The offense looked better. But if you had to say that a position that was playing like they wanted to rip somebody's head off or go through a wall for a guy, it was the D-line. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think the D-line, that's an effort thing. I mean, it's obviously talent, too, and strength and all that, but effort as well. So when you got that a little extra effort, you can get eight sacks. In yeah, the man. This can't be a regular motivating factor. Let's put it that way. No, I mean, no. and I hope that the treatments are working and they don't need this in order to put a fire under their ass. Let's hope Because not. these speeches don't come very often. <laughs> Hopefully they don't. Yeah, no kidding. But one other thing I wanted to talk about was the rumors that Allen Robinson, wide receiver from the Bears, and Odell Beckham Jr., from the Browns want to get traded, or at least Allen Robinson wants to be traded. Odell Beckham, the Browns want to trade him, according to reports. Did you take those guys or what? No. <laughs> no, you wouldn't take them? No. We haven't seen the Washington locker room like that. Of course, we've seen them like that after a big win or that you like that shit after a big comeback. Of course, people are inspired, but you could really see some character in that locker room after that game. Um, hopefully, it continues during a loss as well. And there's some character guys in that locker room, and they've got some character coaches, and they don't need characters. Well, I don't think Allen Robinson's a character. For I what? Think, yeah, he just wants to get paid. They're not giving him an extension. I'm That's not going to pay him shit. He ain't all that to me anyway. And the Beckham situation, fuck him. I never liked that guy anyway. He's a disruptor. And Rivera has preached over and over again at this point, we are doing something special here. We are getting young guys. Guys need to buy in. It might not happen this year, but it will happen if we continue to produce these young players. Yes, to me, there's a lot more gaping holes that they need to fix. Again, the left side of the line and things like that. Receiver, 
I think this team is going to be a possession team, hopefully. And to bring in Beckham to sit on the sideline and pout like a little bitch. I don't need that shit. He's not going to get the catches. That's going to fulfill his narcissism. So what's the point? I don't think any amount of catches could fulfill his narcissism, but all right. Well, I think that's about it. You got anything else you want to talk about? or No, no. Can we talk about when I was in a freshman in high school about how like I used to kind of be like a little bit more of a dork and, uh, you know, it's still there today. 30 years later, I'm, I'm still... Well, you've always been an asshole and you still are an <laughs> asshole. So that's my point. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. As always... We are on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, please share it on social media. Oh, and quick shout out to Samantha Wright in Greensboro, North Carolina, for being such a big fan and always sharing our show. Hey, you share your show. I might do a little shout out to you as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Yeah. She's a big fan and really cares about this show. I mean, I can't believe anybody actually cares about this thing. It's amazing. Actually looks forward to it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the hell she's on. <laughs> <laughs> No, but no, I really serious. It's been awesome. And uh, we really appreciate the support. And it's humbling. It is that anybody actually cares about. Yeah, thank you so much. And then again, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter and the Facebook group. Thanks for joining us. And we will see you Friday.